Hey there. So in this lesson, we are going to be looking at setting up your environment for success. Your home is your sanctuary. So to set it up for success, it's going to be really important to disrupt these triggers and get processed food out of your home. In this lesson, you're going to learn the three key ways to set up your home. And the first one is getting your people on your team. This is specifically for people who live with others. It's going to be really important to communicate this new thing that you're doing, this new way of eating, so that people can understand and either get on your team or at least know where you're coming from. The key to being successful here is trying to seek a win-win situation. A lot of time people are going to be scared at how you changing will affect them. So you have to look at this in a way of communicating your feelings and your thoughts, but not trying to control someone else. When communicating with your partner, remember this person loves you, hopefully. So communicate your feelings, communicate how this is going to make your life better. Communicate why you are struggling and what you think you need to do to get out of this rut. Get that person on your side. They want you to succeed because they love you. Regardless of the outcomes of this conversation, your choices are your responsibility. Just like their choices are their responsibility. No one else can get you to eat something that you don't want to. No one else can get you to cook food that you don't want to. Just like you can't force someone to eat the foods that you make, unless it's small children. If you're communicating with older children, Come to agreement that keeps them having autonomy and freedom, but sets up your home environment in a way that is healthy and that will help you succeed. You get to set the stage here. This is your home. They'll have the opportunity when they leave to do whatever they want, but you get to make the decisions here. You do not have to buy candy or chips for older children. If they want it, they can buy it for themselves and eat it outside of the home. If those kids are not old enough to buy their own snacks and buy their own processed foods, it is well within your rights to not buy it for them. Think about your current struggles, how hard it is to deal with a processed food addiction and try not to eat something that you said, I'm not gonna eat that, and then you go and eat that. Guys, they're going to have that struggle at some point. So the more you set your home up now, the more you actually help them in the future, as much as they might think that you're mean for doing it. It's really reasonable to ask teenagers to not put processed food and shared spaces and to keep that and eat it out of the home. Just communicate the why to them. Get them on board. Don't just give them arbitrary rules that they don't understand. Communication is your friend and one of your biggest powers here. So personally, I don't really think there's any instance where you would need to cook or that you should cook two meals for yourself and for your family. Don't be cooking a meal for your family that you don't want to eat. Either cook a meal that they can add higher calorie elements to or component bowls where people can add their own foods that they want to eat. But if you are cooking foods that you don't want to eat, you're probably going to eat them at some point. You don't need to do that. For example, if someone wants to cook meat or eat meat, let them do it themselves. So number two is really do have your home as a sanctuary. Mums, I'm specifically talking to you here. Remove trigger, remove trigger foods from your environment. You're the mum, you get to set the stage here, not your five-year-old. If you're in charge, take charge. You are the biggest influencer of what comes into your home. 
So first and foremost, remove those trigger foods. Replace the higher calorie foods, the trigger foods with lower calorie fruits and vegetables, things that are gonna be in your line of sight that you actually want to eat. Communicate with family members and people who regularly come, in, come into your home what's okay to bring into your sanctuary and what's not. If you're flatting and it's really an issue with doing that, chances are you're not eating your flatmate's foods anyway, but if you find this a constant struggle, communicate with people. See if you can find a win-win situation that at least helps you. It doesn't have to be perfect. Get prepared. This is key. It's not just removing those high trigger foods from your environment. It's replacing them with foods ready and prepared for you to eat when you get hungry or you don't have any motivation. Create a backup plan. This is the meal or the foods that you're going to eat when you run out of time, you run out of motivation, but it's there, it's ready, you can cook it up quickly. You always need to have some kind of backup plan. In the upcoming lessons, we're going to be talking about how to do this. So the two action steps for this lesson. Number one is get your people on your team. Who are they? What do they need to know? How are you going to communicate with them? When are you going to start talking to them about this? Once you've figured out what you want to say and who you want to say it to, have that hard conversation. Get this communication rolling. You're going to be doing a lot more of this in your journey. You've got to get used to having these tough conversations. Now it's time to remove trigger foods from your environment. Throw them out, get rid of them, donate them. This is the best option. If you won't do this, then at least get them out of your line of sight, put them up high, ask people to hide them, put them in opaque containers so that you cannot see them. Do everything you can to make it as difficult for you to eat these foods as possible. There's a lot to do here, so get on to it. Once you've completed these action steps, I'll see you in the next lesson.